This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Break it down. <laughs> this is five for I five, Jerry. <laughs> I know it is. Brandon Nimmo. <laughs> for a moment. Hey, you, Jerry, you, this is a sad song. Oh, is it a sad song? It's about superheroes, Jerry. I can't stand to fly. That's what the, it's about superheroes? I believe it's about uh, the, the theme is like superheroes who are also vulnerable. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. Like, I'm Superman, Jerry, but I also am vulnerable and have feelings. I know The Flash is vulnerable right now. That series is ending soon. Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. You want to go see Boz Skaggs? Lido is an awesome song. Yes, it is. I'm going to come back with that. So they've got... So I'm looking at Count Basie. We were talking off the air. They got some really good shows, but... I feel like a lot of the bands that are there, they've got like one or two good songs. Can we put them together for like a festival? Oh, that'd be great. They each get three songs and out. Yeah, and, and with the same backing band so we don't have to switch drums and guitars and all that crap. And then in between, we can have Stephen Wright come out, who is also there in April. Yes. He can come out and bore us. He'll be like, uh, why do we drive on the parkway and park on the driveway? He doesn't still do he that. He does Please. do it. Come on now. He better do it or I want a refund. Though I will tell you, I found your next show. What's that? Considering you went and saw, what was her name? Annie uh, Fran Lebowitz. That was good. So you saw that two weeks ago. Here's what you're going to do next week. You're going to go see Judy Collins. That I'm not doing. (laughs) I have no interest in Judy (laughs) Collins, Jerry. (laughs) Uh, It's funny. I I did find some information uh, during the break. I did Google the things that I told you I would Google. Number one, we asked... You one of the baseball phrases you don't care for is walk off. I don't. You like a uh, uh, a game winner. Game winner. Uh, Evidently, pitcher Dennis Eckersley is the person who coined walk-off. When he was doing a Red Sox game? Well, he he said it's a game, He but, but he used it as, and then it got adapted to meaning all game-winning home runs. He used it to describe game-ending home runs that were so deep, you didn't even look back if you were pitching. Like it was so So known that the off pitcher the walks off. Yeah, like without even looking. Now that's interesting yeah. because we don't look at it as such. Right. We look at it as you got the game winner and yeah. you've walked it off. Yes. So he meant it defensively for the pitcher who just, boom, see ya, just walk off the mound. Yeah. How about that? I don't that? even have to look back to see if that's a home run and the game's over. I know I'm walking off. And it, does it say when? Because that was the question. <laughs> Excuse me, Jerry. <coughs> oh, good I Lord. I choked, choked on my coffee. All right, let's does go bonus boy. Uh, mm. It has to. Yeah. I, if I, they know he said it, they must know what game it was. Can right, Google on, tell Jerry. us this? Hold on. 
Hey Alexa. <clears throat> okay, you're right. Yeah, I I was uh, I was coughing. Who came up with walk off home run? And this is by the way from Major League Baseball. Oh, is that okay? MLB.com. I, I would take it from there. A baseball mm-hmm. reference would be fine. Uh, let's see. It doesn't say when when this. Oh, come uh, on. It, it doesn't doesn't say when it occurred. That's weird. All then right. I also googled during the break, Jerry. I wanted to know uh, what is uh, more prevalent: uh, two home run games, like right. two home runs in one game, or a five for five. Okay. I didn't find that information out, but I did find a list of people who have had multiple five for five games. Yes. There is a lot, actually. Yeah. And it's, uh, Jerry, this list is a who's who of Al loving baseball in the 80s. Oh, 100%. Oh, it's Pete Rose, Tony Gwynn. Pete Rose did it 10 times. 10 times. Pete Rose, Tony Gwynn, Dave Winfield, Paul Molitor, Rod Carew, Kirby Puckett. Can I correct you first? Correct nothing, Jerry. If you Google when was walk-off first said, you know what comes up in big, bold letters? July 30th, 1988. (laughs) You must have a different Google over there, No, it's Jerry. Google. It's Jerry, the first, the, and it's oh. Dennis Eckersley and everything. It's, it's the I see what the problem is, about. Jerry. I'm using Bing. <laughs> I binged it. Is that true? No. Oh. I just typed it in wrong, I guess. I guess. It's, right, I mean, so, it goes right up. Oh, perfect. Longer than I thought, though. Now, that doesn't mean it became popular. That's yeah. the first time they say it was referenced. Okay. So go ahead, back to your 80s five no, hitters. That, that, that was it. Just that the, was the it. multiple guys that have the, had the I five I did see when I was Googling this. So you mentioned all the guys. Um, Tony Gwynn did it nine times. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of them that did it five times. The one that's interesting in this story, they say, is the guys that actually didn't do it. Like a guy like Barry Bonds never did it. Who you would think yes. would have multiple games. You would think very easily would have done it and never did. But then again, they walked him every time he came up. So. That's true. They're like, let's put this guy aboard. Yeah. By the way, in following up on the Max Scherzer getting tossed yesterday for having sticky gloves and sticky hands and things, the umpire, Dan Bellino. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Dan Bellino. Well, Phil Cuzzy was really the biggest problem, but yes. Well, yes, but Dan Bellino said, yeah, a lot of people are pinning this on Phil Cuzzy. Well, he was the one douche. that was in the middle of it. But Dan Bellino's the guy who said that uh, Max Scherzer's hand was, quote, the stickiest it has been since I've been inspecting hands. He likes sticky hands. I bet when that guy was becoming an ump, he didn't be like, I'll be, I'll be inspecting hands the rest of my career. No, this is, this is really uh, recent and new. What if Max Scherzer has interesting different sweat and it's combining with the rosin? Maybe he's an alien. He's got alien right. sweat. Right. We... That should still be legal because his sweat is his sweat. Maybe he base- does have that weird eye. <laughs> yeah, maybe baseball pitchers can figure out based on what we eat the day before I pitch. My sweat is a particularly sticky substance, right. which I legally can use to sticky up the ball. Like if you eat a lot of garlic, you sweat yes. out garlic and yes. you stink. Yo, you do. Maybe that's maybe that's the key right there. Sushi the day before. Yeah, and you have sushi sticky sweat. Yeah, like uh, fish oil sweat. Well, let's get him some sticky stuff, Jerry. Put it on his butt. (laughs) Then when he reaches behind his butt, he could just... In his butt crack. (laughs) You actually said that as a grown-up. I guess. I guess you did. I guess I've thought about this before. Couldn't they... Like, I I know I watch a lot of crime shows, so maybe... um, A lot. You're going to be in one soon. Maybe this is the only reason why I'm thinking about it, but why not... Why not uh, test the sticky substance to see if Max Scherzer was telling the truth? Let's get it in a crime lab. Forensics in? Yeah, forensics. Just to make sure. No, you're not doing that. You know, here's the problem, though. We're so early in the season. He's claiming it's just sweat and rosin, which which is legal. Let's get 
CSI on it, test it, and if it's good, then he's good the rest of the year. Could be wrong. Pretty sure they've got a few other things to worry about other than a pitcher having garlic sweat combined with rosin being too sticky. You're talking about the CSI people? Yes. Probably have a few things to do other than worry about Major League Baseball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, they do say that now that they have uh, come so far with DNA evidence and we have all of these crimes that were committed years and years ago that they still have evidence that they've never solved, they could be solving all these crimes. They don't have the manpower. And you want to actually put them at ballparks. So let's see. Solve a murder from 1999 and close the case. Or let's see what Max Scherzer has in his glove. This is what you do, Jerry. You... Are at the ballpark. Uh-huh. You're working on the actual crimes. If they need you for a sticky substance, when is there a crime at the ballpark? No, Other no, than a fight in the stands. But they'll bring in. Their, you want to have a lab so a you lab can actually there. do actual Correct. CSI work. And then, if they need you at the ballpark, you'll break away quickly to check the substance on Max Scherzer's glove. Then back to solving crimes. Well, there's going to be a new ballpark in Las Vegas. Perhaps they can put a CSI laboratory in that ballpark. So when that came out yesterday. I think middle of the night, actually, wasn't it? Like late last night? Yeah, you know what's weird? Like to me, the afternoon to middle of the night feels the same. <laughs> so the A's are buying land out yes. there. So I, they're moving. They're moving. They, and they, they even have a start year. Like 2027, they plan to start playing there. Has this been announced? Yeah, it was the team president announced it last but night. But like, did Rob Manfred Mann come out and say, hey, we're moving the A's? No, because I think there's still, you still got a lot of. Uh, crossing of the T's and dotting of the I's, but this is the first step towards them heading out. I mean, they're only getting 5,000 people a game now. Now the fans know that they're leaving for sure. Oh, my god! They might have 500 people at games. This is right up your alley, though. Did you see the capacity of the ballpark? No. 35,000. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's nice. Like, City Field is 40,000. I think it's the perfect the perfect amount for a stadium for baseball. 35,000? I was actually surprised because I would think in Vegas where – they do well with the Raiders, but they've never had a professional baseball. I shouldn't say that. They've never had a major league baseball team. They've had minor league teams. I would think that'll be a huge draw. And Viva Las Vegas. Mike's excited. Viva. 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 Yeah. What's well, weird, too, is they go, uh, oh, like, first of all, to build a ballpark, you need a lot of land, right? Yes. And they go, oh, it'll be right by the Vegas Strip. Yeah. Where? There's a ton of land by the Vegas there Strip. Is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So you're telling me there's a you've strip. there, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, you've got the Strip. You've and got the highway. Else? You've got the Rio Hotel right over the, right past the highway overlooking the Strip. And then a whole lot of mountains and land and suburbs. How are we getting enough water out there to Vegas for I don't all know these how people? they do that. <laughs> Don't know how they do that. I don't know. I'm me. You and I were wondering how we had water in Phoenix. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. And I'm sure someone right now is yelling at us, and I don't care. I don't know. But did I have to plan for that? Like, what? We're putting a ballpark up. We got to get more pipes out here. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to have to lay more pipe. Yeah. You ever lay pipe as an adult? Oh yeah. Instead, oh. you decided to become a radio producer. <laughs> right. That seems like a better yes, better gig for me. So Jerry. far, so far it's been good. So far, I I can't complain, Jerry. Um. I did see 
do you remember the actress Bridget Fonda? Yes, of course. Oh, you bring up these pictures that have surfaced of her? Yeah. I don't like when we do this. Well, it's just uh, Bridget Fonda, who was in uh, Singles, was the first time I saw her. She was a redhead, Jerry. She she wore short red hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Single White Female. Remember yep. that movie? Very good. She was very good in that movie. Yeah, very good. She was in Jackie Brown, which was a Quentin Tarantino it. movie. She was in a couple other things, and she disappeared. Yeah, like disappeared. off the face of the earth disappeared. Yes, and uh, she uh, got married and had some children. But uh, for recently, they've been, uh, and she's, I guess, been uh, in her home for a long time, doesn't, doesn't venture out very often. But when she ventures out, uh, of course, uh, TMZ runs her down and this sort of thing. And uh, so they, they caught her at the airport. She looks nothing like. No. Nothing like you would. I, so I don't even know how they know that I don't it's either. Because it, it, when you say it looks nothing like her, it looks like a completely different human being. Yeah. So how do they know that that's know. what she unless looks like at, these days? Unless they follow her out of her house. And they did talk to her this time. She actually did respond. Did she really? Yeah. They asked her if she's ever going to act again. And she said no. Never again, Jerry. I think she, I, she's probably made enough money, right? I don't know. She was so young when she made all those movies. She can't be. If you invested properly. I guess. And she's been lo- married to the same fellow for a long time. And he was a filmmaker as well. So I'm sure he's done well. Right. But I, I said, I think it was G yesterday. And if it was you, stop me. But sometimes these stories come out and they don't really describe it enough. So like there was photos of Gene Hackman maybe three weeks ago. And it was, the headline was Gene Hackman unrecognizable. Yeah. And they show you the photo. I'm like, who the hell is that? And then it's all the way at the bottom of the article. Hackman, now 93. Yeah. But you, no wonder he looks like an old man. They did that to uh, Jack Nicholson last week. I believe it, yeah. He was, that someone got a shot of him on his balcony first thing in the morning. So he looked all disheveled. They go, look how disheveled that Jack Nicholson. And you look above, he's like 85 years right. old. Leave the man alone. Like, what? This need to see everybody <laughs> at their worst moments. Like, yeah. And you know what's terrible? Like, but all these things have t- a ton of hits. Yeah, a ton of hits. People can't wait to see it. I couldn't wait to see the Bridget Fonda. I was fascinated by that. The old man, uh, Jack Nicholson and Gene Hackman, I expect them to look like old versions of them. You know who else they like to follow? Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> because because he still goes to the gym every yes. day. The problem is he wears his sweatpants up over yeah. his nipples. <laughs> he looks like he's 100 because he might be almost he's 100. He's 98, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But he still goes to the gym yeah. every day. So instead of making fun of the sweatpants over his nipples, how about the fact that this man is still working out every day? When I go to the gym, Jerry, and I see... Uh, you have your sweatpants over your nipples? When I see uh, him there, I have to pull plates off for me to lift because he's lifted more than me. Uh, and he's he's married to a woman who's like 40 years younger than him. That's right. And she goes to Dick the gym with him. Hell yeah. They're playing pickleball together, too. Oh, yeah. He could be 120. Quick break. When we come back... No, we're not going to wrap it up. It's only 538. We have more. No, we got hockey to cover, Jerry. Yep. I've got basketball. You're going to cover hockey. NFL. You can't remember Jimmy Yacobonis' name. You thought he scored for the Islanders last night. Oh, he was terrific last night. (laughs) He was terrific. That and a whole bunch more than Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan.